this one's going to be a tough one, everybody. And if you're looking for market talk, you're probably not going to get much out of me anyway. Um, I'm Gerardo Del Real, along with Mr. Nick Hodge. This is episode 171 of Bizarro World and a much needed therapy session that I'll be honest, I don't know if I'll be able to make it through. Um, Nick and I had a conversation off air uh, where I, I initially wasn't going to do this. We were going to wait, but in the spirit of our weekly therapy session and in the spirit of everything that's going on in the country right now, I thought, you know, let's just do what we always do, which is be honest and um, and, and and have a conversation. First and foremost, Nick, how are you? I'm doing I'm doing OK, Gerardo. Uh, hanging in there, holding the holding the kids close, uh, thinking about everything that's going on, the response to everything that's going on politically, um, police wise and wondering i think like many how we got here um when we're actually going to to do something uh about it and um counting blessings honestly well said uh for those that aren't familiar for those that haven't you know seen the news um about an hour and a half from here there was a shooting in an elementary school in evaldi texas where 19 children and two adults were killed that headline in itself was just heartbreaking enough. Um, as a father of three boys, as someone who's got nieces, um, a niece in elementary school, um, I was heartbroken the minute I read the headline. And then the details started coming out. <laughs> we find out that the shooter... 18-year-old asshole, I'm not going to say his name, um, was outside for 12 minutes shooting with cops around. We then find out that a teacher inadvertently left the door open, which is how he was able to enter the school. Parents because there was active shooter alert, parents that got the alert immediately went to the school. Some were arrested. There were parents that were handcuffed for trying to pull their kids out of a school while a fucking psycho shot babies for 50 minutes. There were nine or 20 police officers outside making sure, setting up a perimeter that parents weren't allowed in. One mom and man, <laughs> hero of the fucking year, broke through a barrier, jumped a fence, jumped in the school and pulled her two babies out. Her babies lived. 19 babies did not live. Um, I then have to hear Governor Greg Abbott praise the police response initially, saying how brave these officers were in responding with the minutes. We now know that they sat outside for nearly an hour and let this madman just rampage through rooms, shooting babies, shooting a teacher. Prior to this, he had shot his grandmother. 
We know that at 12.03, a little girl called the cops. She called 911. Said she was in room 112. Please help. Send the police. Then at 12.10, someone else called. Then at 12.13, this little girl called again. And at 12.16, someone else called and said there's eight to nine students alive. Please come in. Then three minutes later at 12.19, a student calls from room 111. A couple of minutes later, three shots are heard on the call. At 12.36, another call. At 12.43, another call. Kids asking, begging for the police to come in. At 12.47, another call. The director of DPS prevented an elite border patrol unit from going in. Because they said, or they're saying now, that they thought what they had was a suspect that was barricaded in a room. And they didn't think anybody was still alive. The response thus far from the police department in Ivaldi is one of the most infuriating things I think I've ever heard to know that these babies were in there for an hour doing what they had been trained to do. Cause in this country now we train our babies for act with active shooter drills. All these officers were armed. All these officers had Kevlar. One, what, the, 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 cap, the captain, the chief said, the head of uh, the Department of Public Safety said, they were afraid to go in because they could have been shot while babies were being picked off. They found 58 magazines at the school, two assault rifles, the 18-year-old was able to buy 16, well, they found 1,657 bullets. He bought a lot more. And because it's America, <laughs> fucking use credit to buy the guns and the bullets. He financed the bullets. There's so many things that are wrong with what happened. And the most infuriating part to me is the fact that Baby sat there bleeding out for an hour while parents were forced to stay outside. And I can't imagine. I can't imagine. I can't imagine, but I can't imagine what those parents feel like. I was telling Nick off air, you know, the wife and I were like, as everybody is, anybody with a fucking heartbeat, right? Um, just heartbroken and thought, well, let's go out and have some drinks and have dinner with some friends, right? And so, you know, a friend of ours texted another friend and said, sorry, um, not gonna be able to make it. Her husband's a police officer. He's an Austin police officer. His hometown is Evaldi. And he knew the teacher that was killed and went to school with her husband who had a heart attack the very next day. They were together for 24 years. They have four babies. I just, <clears throat> anybody that knows me knows I'm very, I lean libertarian, I'm very pro-gun. 
I believe in the right to self-defense. I believe in the right to arm ourselves. I believe that it's important to be able to protect your family. It's important to be able to protect your loved ones. But be absolutely clear, everybody, the way that we're allowed to own guns in America is absolutely fucking idiotic. We have Republican senators that won't pass a bill to allow background checks because the lobbyists are pimping them so well that even in the face of something like this, we can't get a bill voted on not to take guns away. Not to ban assault rifles. That's another conversation that we can have in a bit. Just to allow for background checks so we can at least put up as many, you know, preventive measures as we possibly can. In this country, we are not, not I don't think in my lifetime, um, nor do I know that I want to see it, going to ban guns. But this current way of doing it isn't, it isn't it you know nick you have babies you know my kids are older but you know i have one in eighth grade and i have my nieces and we sat down at the dinner table and you know i asked them what they would do to safeguard the school and 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 we're very fortunate you know we uh we're we're in a rather well off part of of, of round rock texas excellent school district um I, w I want, let me read the letter that the school district sent. I thought it was very well written because I want people that are listening, you know, maybe from outside the country, another part of the world where this doesn't happen every day to know the kinds of correspondence that, 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 that we're getting, right? It reads, Dear Round Rock ISD community, the unspeakably tragic events in Evaldi, Texas are every parent's worst nightmare. As a parent and a former classroom teacher and school principal, events like this from Sandy Hook to Parkland to Santa Fe are haunting and they never leave us. Your children are precious and I want you to know that our staff, our Round Rock Police ISD officers, our local law enforcement are all committed to maintaining safe and secure campuses. Now, this is the part that I, 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 I want to emphasize. I won't read the entire letter, but it says... Our safety and security department in Round Rock ISD police have emergency plans and procedures in place to prevent and respond to an active shooter event. Our officers train regularly for active shooter situations and collaborate with local law enforcement. All campus doors are required to remain locked during the day, with the exception of during passing periods on middle and high school campuses. And video intercom systems ensure that front office staff have visual contact before allowing anyone into the school. All entrances also have a secure vestibule as an added layer of security. Recently, we were able to leverage a grant from the Texas Education Agency to ensure that all elementary campuses have bullet-resistant film on front windows and doors. And then they go on to talk about, you know, support. <laughs> The fact that I'm thankful that the windows have a, a bulletproof film, the fact that in my mind initially, I was angry that we're sending, and rightfully so, let's help everybody if we're just going to print money, but hundreds of billions of dollars in weapons and money to the Ukraine, and we can't secure our schools, we can't pass a law for background checks.
I, I didn't even get to talk last week about the Buffalo shooting where a white supremacist decided to go into Buffalo and kill black people. Now I find out this week that a retired federal agent was in chat rooms with this guy and may have known about it in advance. Oh, jeez. I, I could go on forever, Nick. I want to get your take. Um, <clears throat> I hope you're well. Uh, the, 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 this one, I, I told you off air, and obviously it's hit me hard. Um, and man, if you have babies and you're lucky enough to still have them, hug them and keep them close. If school had it ended, I would have <clears throat> pulled my youngest out of school for the rest of the year. <laughs> That's where we're at in America right now, folks. Hey, you want to send your baby to go die? You want to risk it? Yeah, a lot of people having those thoughts and, um, you know, you being in Texas and, and this hitting the Latino community hard. I was uh, thinking about you during the that week. I have a, a preschooler and a, and a kindergartner and, and we were talking about it with them. And it's it's gut-wrenching to, to have to do that, first of all, but then to hear your kids be scared about having to, to go to school or to... To, to listen to your wife talk about how your yeah, your daughter's classroom is the closest one to the, the door and how she's worried about that. And I guess I would say a, a lot of things. Um, you know, I took some notes here. Um, you know, when, when you've got to a, a place where you're talking about security, securing the perimeter of an elementary school and uh, reinforcing doors and vestibules and, and windows, um, something else has gone tragically wrong in society. Once you've got to that point where you're having those conversations and, and I would talk about uh, larger events that are going on that, that, that play into this um, from wealth inequality to no upward mobility to lack of leadership, lack of positive male role models, et cetera, uh, numerous causes, uh, even the, the mental health. It's, it's not one thing. It's, it's all of the above. And, it's a it's a holistic approach I think that needs to be uh, taken to get the 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 country um, back on a course um, that was pre Columbine right This is a recent phenomenon despite the um, not despite I mean America has always been a gun culture right the 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 school mass shooting uh, soft target even it's not just schools it, it's soft targets grocery stores you just mentioned there's a a reason that that those have grown and. You mentioned the FBI and the FBI was saying this week that um, we've got so many lone wolf incidents, like the, the guy you were saying in the chat room, and so many people they're tracking that they can't keep track because it's not it's not one cause. It's not, you know, whatever, alienation, replacement theory, incels. It's so many things that there's no one underlying cause that triggers people to go on uh, rampages like that. And that tells you that there's there's so much wrong societally. Um, that it's not, you know, just a, a, a mental health thing. Um, we got to talk about um, we got to talk about the militarization of police and 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 the police response because um, it's a it's a recurring pillar topic of this podcast and, and certainly one that that I've been writing and, and and talking about vociferously for the better part of a decade, if not longer. Um, and I can cite numerous examples, but 
Um, you know, we've got the highest level of, of, of SWAT calls in, in history. If you look at a chart of the amount of times that, that SWAT units are called out, it's a hockey stick graph up until the right. And the amount of money that we've spent uh, arming, uh, shielding, uh, training police militaristically since 9-11 is off the charts as well. I don't have the numbers off the top of my head, but everyone knows that the police have been militarized, given assault weapons, and they see their response in other events, which is something I want to talk about for a second. We've seen in recent years the willingness of, of cops to take lives, whether it's um, choking someone out for selling loose cigarettes or it's kneeling on their back and causing asphyxiation because of trying to pass a bad check or it's pushing a 70 something year old man down at a at a peaceful protest so that he fractures his skull and bleeds out uh, while they're wearing their masks and shields and they do that with impunity they don't uh, receive charges for that um, the other thing i'd mention is a 2005 supreme court case um, that ruled it was um, Castle Rock versus Gonzalez. And the Supreme Court ruled that the police have no constitutional duty to protect the public. Um, and so from, from that, you add on the militarization of police and then you bring in this whole um, thin blue line conversation that has caused protests in, in the past couple of years. Um, and you come to the conclusion that police are only interested in protecting themselves. So we've talked about this before. The thin blue line means that you, you know, you don't snitch when cops are doing something wrong, right? You, you turn your, uh, a blind eye to it. And even if you're a good cop and what that's created is a metastasized culture of only protecting their own, um, to the point where they're only, they're, they're more interested in protecting their own lives than the lives of 19 children being murdered in front of their own eyes. Literally, as you said, the guy, I don't know who he was, the police chief or sergeant or whatever on, on, on the news the next day said they didn't go in because they could have been shot. Well, no fucking shit. They could have been shot. Isn't that what they signed up for? Um, and then to restrict, and this is a, a, an important point, at least for me, wow. to, to restrict the other parents from going in is a, is a, is a, is a crime of the highest order. And so mm. I've told you before, Gerardo, I asked my brother-in-law cop when it came time to load, when it came time to load me on the train, are you going to, are you going to take those orders and load me on the train? Are you going to, are you going to fight against the, the orders that are coming down? And then he said, he's going to load me on the train. And you saw this week, the cops loading the parents on train. Um, they're there to protect their culture. They are there to protect the state and they are there to protect um, uh, uh, yeah, that's it. The culture themselves and, and the state, not you, right? Um, as the Supreme Court ruled. And so it's just entirely um, sad. And um, I guess I'll talk about uh, guns for a second too. Uh, second Amendment supporter here, uh, owner of multiple firearms, including an assault rifle. Um, I think that this tragedy happened at a point where our generation, you know, late 30s, early 40s, are more mature than they were at Sandy Hook, right? And Sandy Hook, um, which was the, the the last most deadliest shooting in an elementary school, you know, I was, of course, shocked and uh, appalled, but I wasn't at a state of maturity in my life where I was um, prepared to take action or to have reasonable conversations about the Second Amendment and things like that. So, 
Um, in just doing self-reflection this week and in talking to, to friends of mine who own guns, who uh, also support the Second Amendment, um, you know, I think the, the common sense approach, even among those of us who are gun owners, is that we've got to start making um, common sense decisions. Obviously, background checks, right, is a, is a clear and easy one. And then... Um, I got to talk about nine. I got to talk about nine eleven for a second because um, you know there was this uh, lady in Congress who was made a post saying that you know we didn't ban planes after nine uh, eleven. She of course is a fucking lady, right? And so, but what we did do is is pass the Patriot Act, um, which led to the the biggest uh, invasion of, of of privacy and inconveniencing uh, people who were are traveling. Um, that the country has ever seen, right? Um, we started spying on people <laughs> with the NSA. We started making people take off their shoes to get on planes. Um, we made it harder to travel. Uh, we certainly did take action after 9-11. No, we didn't ban guns. Like you're saying, we likely won't ban, or we didn't ban planes. Like you're saying, we likely won't ban guns. But there's obviously common sense uh, approaches you can take to get stuff done. And, and I see... I, I view this as a bigger turning point than Sadie Hook. I see uh, people in the media asking mm -hmm. more follow-up questions, and I see um, the 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 typical actors doing their typical thing. You know, I saw Ted Cruz walk away from a reporter the other day when he got more than you know one follow-up question that he didn't like. They're not even willing uh, to have the conversation. And then you know you got to talk about almost abortion as well because we've said this before. You know, those that are um, anti-abortion or quote unquote pro-life, you know, they're not pro-life when 19 kids just got shot up in the school, right? They're still, um, pro-gun or, or pro not doing anything to prevent these sorts of tragedies. And so, um, I hate to mention the fourth turning every, um, podcast, but, uh, we know that, uh, bloodshed occurs during fourth turnings. And, and I've said before that they, if it's not an all-out war, then it's some other form of, of violence and uh, protest and bloodshed. And you've seen bloodshed uh, in these protests over the past couple of years. You're seeing bloodshed in the lashing out uh, of people who feel however they feel about society. Like I mentioned earlier, no options, no way out, no way, no upward mobility. Um, you're you're seeing a country reeling, reeling from the the policies it's pursued from the past twenty years, and and all those chickens come home to roost. And um, I'm sorry to get on a bit of a soapbox, but uh, I guess those would be my thoughts on, on the issue. Well said. Um, when I was having that conversation with our kids about, you know, them being younger and maybe seeing things through a different lens, right? And, and, and what we could do to make classrooms safer. You know, my youngest, who turns 14 soon, said every room should have a card scanner. And you shouldn't be able to access the room without a card scanner. <laughs> and I thought, yeah, that's practical. That seems inexpensive. I read that letter from the Round Rock School District because I thought, one, we're very fortunate to live in a school district that has a kind of funding to be able to have, you know, the preventive measures that are there. But the fact that we're having to have these conversations on an almost weekly basis with our kids, um, 
It just has to change. I mean, there's so many smarter ways to not infringe upon the Second Amendment right. And we're going the other direction. I mentioned the background checks. This kid's buying thousands of rounds of ammunition and two assault rifles. No one thought that might be a little off. Well, it's always in. I mean, it's always in retrospect. You've got the people coming out now who said he was increasingly violent over the the past couple of months. That he um, was uh, aggressive at work. That he was a creep. But um, unfortunately, none of that stuff comes out or is documented uh, ahead of time, and is seemingly always done in retrospect. And it becomes um, tough to draw a line in the sand on 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 what predicates not being able to, what kind of behavior predicates not being able to um, purchase a, a, a gun. There has to be more enforcement on training, right? I, I had Governor Abbott here last year just fucking bragging to his NRA buddies, stroking them, proud of himself, that he made it to where here in Texas, you don't even have to go through any kind of training to get a handgun or conceal, carry concealed. You don't even have to know how to shoot a gun. You don't know how to have to know how to clean it. You don't have to take a course. I can't buy Sudafed at fucking CVS without having to ask for a key and someone going and checking my ID. And, and there's just so many practical things that we can do. There, 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 there isn't a reason in America why every single school campus doesn't have at least the level of security that the school campus here in Round Rock has. That should be the bare minimum. We have money for everything. Tax breaks for the rich, tax breaks for oil companies, hundreds of billions of dollars in weapons to the Ukraine. Stuff we don't have money for, we just print it. Every, we just make it up. Everybody gets ten thousand dollars off their student loans. Yeah, I mean, everybody gets ten thousand dollars. We got a Fed that buys stock and then mortgage bonds and then double deals and front runs their own policy. It's a lack of will, and these babies can't keep dying because y'all don't have will. And if these fucking politicians are going to do a thing about it, then get them all the fuck out of there. Well, that's the the fourth turning is the the people's response <clears throat> to the institutions and the changing of uh, leadership and listening to the I got to put leadership in quotes, man. I mean, it's it's mm. it's just appalling. <laughs> and we've been talking about the lack of leadership, but they don't say anything. I mean, you listen to them talk, and and it's literally like I don't I couldn't tell you what they said after they 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 say it because. Um, they're just throwing word salad at you in an, in an attempt to, to bide time um, so that, you know, the elapsed time from the event makes uh, people forget and, 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 and be less likely to act. And so um, at some point you have to put the onus on the people because it is the, 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 the people who, who vote these, these, these guys in or don't vote. And so um, the people and politicians response to event like this is what codifies uh, the next trajectory of the the country, and you're right. Unless uh, people step up and vote, unless you get the people in there who are going to um, do these these common sense changes, then 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 it's not going to happen. And um, you know, I guess I'll, I'll throw myself under the bus for a little bit. You know, I I I've 
been vocal about you know voting for for either side. I've been so withdrawn and so jaded that um, you know certainly in the presidential race, but definitely in, in in others as well that I don't pull the lever for either side because I feel like I had to wash my hands of it. I think uh, events like this, and again coming back to the maturity level of of, of this uh, generation as it as it ages and becomes more mature. Um, you know, I'll probably take a closer look at the people who actually have a shot at, at getting an office and see how my vote can be more impactful um, going forward. And then uh, I don't even know if it's worth saying, but people, uh, the whole institutions are so fucked up that people with good ideas and, and, a, and a solid head on their shoulders um, rightfully conclude that they shouldn't run for office. I mean, why would you want to to do that job, right? And so uh, things have to change there too, as far as term limits and, and campaign finance. And like I say, there's so many things that have to change um, to get the country back on the, the right track that you can't say it's X or it's Y or it's um, Z. And unfortunately, um, a tough road ahead, a multi-year road, I would say, uh, to get through the next elections, to get um, more octogenarians uh, out of office and 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 get new younger leadership in there um, who came of age uh, witnessing uh, what happened in politics and with government and with law enforcement over the past twenty years um, and aren't entrenched in it and are willing um, to to vote in change um, when they when they get power. A teacher called police saying that eight to nine students were still alive and that the shooter was in her classroom. While 19 police officers with assault rifles sat outside, the journalist asked if that teacher and the student survived and law enforcement refused to reply, which you can, you can do the math, right? Yeah, I just I, I don't know what we're doing. Nick. I don't I don't know what we're doing. I mean, we have to get the money out of politics. We have to get the lobbyists out of politics. We've talked about it before. We need term. You mentioned term limits. You know, we need the best and the brightest, and we need you get four to eight years to to serve your country and put your best ideas forth. Right, it's not a fucking career. You can't get rich right? doing it. That's it. It should not be a career. You've got these guys and gals taking millions of dollars from the, the, the NRA. I saw Marco Rubio is taking over $3 million from the NRA. Uh, I mean, they're, they're padding their coffers. They're using these, these this money to uh, get elected. And as you say, um, it's pimped them out in the process. Uh, one more thing. Um, uh, about the police and, and, and accountability is you've seen a changing of the story. I mean, I don't even know what the story is. We thought he was barricaded in there alone. We, we thought there was no more survivors. And it's like, well, first of all, which is it? And second of all, if everyone's dead, like, what do you, why are you still waiting to, to go in there? And so you see how, um, and this is the, the case with, with all these police incidents where they, where they kill somebody with, where it's not on footage, right? Is the media needs to not take the initial police story at face value because it's been shown all too frequently to not be the real story. Um, and so, you know, it, it, in that respect, it comes back to the, the media needing to, to hold these law enforcement agencies more accountable. 
Um, and to not report what they say as fact, because all too often it's been proven to, to, to be fiction. Um, and that's, I think, just part of a broader reckoning with, with American society and, and their law enforcement. And I think this uh, pulled back the curtain for a lot of people. Representative Randy, fine. I don't, I don't even know if this is real. <laughs> you know what? I'll wait because it can't be real. No. I'll, I'll leave it alone. I'll, I'll, I'll leave it alone. A lot of misinformation um, too, right? Yeah, you had a congressman from Arizona the, saying it was like a transgendered person, like a congressman from Arizona was, you know, tweeting that it was a, a transgender immigrant because of the kid's last name, and then they find out no, he's he's from I think it was North Dakota. And they're like, oops. That, again, that's where we are as a country, y'all. The babies haven't even been identified yet. We had politicians, elected officials, and quote-unquote journalists speculating about the kid being an immigrant or being transgendered. Yeah, all the... Yeah, and it all comes to light in, in moments like this, right? Uh, what their true intentions are, what their true beliefs are, what their true causes are. Immediately, you got to use it to further your agenda. Um, on the right, like you say, um, for the to disparage the transgender crowd and and, and, and immigration crowd to to, to uh, stimulate your base, right? To dog whistle your base, right? Um, I lost my next thought, but yeah, I mean, it immediately goes to, to politicization and, and that's, and that's very unfortunate. I know it doesn't matter, but you know, I want to send all the best just wishes and energy and condolences to everybody, everybody from Evaldi. Um, this isn't one of those situations where like, if you're a human, and you have a beat, a heartbeat, like you're feeling this, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, what else is going on, Nick? Nothing. I got, <laughs> I got one more thing, and and I am gonna uh, not politicize it, but um, just like the the pro life people aren't 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 pro protecting these babies, um, you, you know, you don't see a lot from the the thin blue line crowd today talking about how brave the officers are and, and how they put their lives on the line. And, you know, for the past five years, I've heard a lot about that, how um, you can't talk bad about officers because they're out there every day risking their lives for you. That's fucking bullshit. They were cowards and they hid. And on that note, let me be absolutely clear. It was the Border Patrol agents that went in and finally yeah. went inside after an hour of not only the 19 officers going in, but an hour of them preventing parents from going in, an hour of them preventing the Border Patrol agents, that unit that eventually went in. That entire department needs to be held accountable. And every single one of those babies' blood is partially on their hands. They didn't do the shooting. But my God, this asshole that did it couldn't have found better accomplices. Well, it's it's tough. If if if, if, if let, let me just finish one point really quick, Nick. If if this guy, if this psycho, would have brought nineteen of his friends, 
spread them out and said, make sure nobody comes in, keep parents outside and make sure the cops don't come in. They would all be indicted for a conspiracy to commit murder. Yeah, except it's tough for me believe, to, to believe that they will be held accountable because of the Supreme Court um, ruling that, mm-hmm. I, that I just mentioned because of the qualified immunity mm-hmm. that's in place. Um, and I've got to mention Larry Nasser because we've talked about him on this podcast mm-hmm. and, and how the FBI and law enforcement botched the handling of that case um, so that I forget the number, but I believe it was dozens of, of young girls were, were sexually assaulted by him because of the uh, inaction and mishandling. We, all, we learned this week that none of those law enforcement agents will be held accountable. None of them will face um, criminal charges. And so um, that's it. Cops don't protect babies from being raped and killed with impunity is what I take away from that. How can you take away anything else from that? I mean, how can you? A tough week. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know what else to say. I just, you know, no, we're absolutely heartbreaking. Yeah, we're uh, recording this uh, late on Friday. It likely won't be out until after Memorial Day. Uh, we have employees that obviously have a long weekend. Uh, hope everyone had a, a good long weekend. Uh, got to see their, their friends and family um, are honest and open in their communications with them and, and their discussions with them about uh, what's going on and, and what we can do to to all be better because it, it comes down to 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 raising your baby's right and, and the, the the familial bond and um you know how you raise your kids i guess uh, I, just, I just can't stop so I, I don't know if you saw the the the, the firearm company that, that 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 sold the 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 kid the guns not that they broke the law but it was daniel defense um, but what they did do, I don't know if you saw some of their advertisements on Twitter that have now been taken down, but like a week before the shooting, um, one of their advertisements was like a toddler, a literal toddler, like a three-year-old boy holding an AR-15 with a Bible quote. Maybe Brit or something like with that, a, right? With yeah. a Bible quote that says, basically, I, I don't know what the Bible says, so sorry. Um, the Bible quote was something like, you know, if you raise them up right when it's time, they'll, they'll do the right thing, right? Insinuating that essentially you should be training toddlers how to um, use AR-15s as a, as a, as a, as a God-given um, right and thing that is biblically good. Well, um, those accounts, have, that account has been taken private, so they, they clearly don't feel too good about those advertisements. And also, like, that's just insane. Like, that's an insane advertisement to have an AR-15 in the hands of someone under five years old. Like, um, again, gun owner, Second Amendment supporter, wasn't allowed to have a gun, um, certainly before I was 10 years old. Um, wasn't allowed to, to handle that weapon until I had training and never by myself uh, in my younger years if I wasn't with my dad, right? And, um, you know, that training from a younger age with, with firearms instills that responsibility, right? Even, I was thinking about it this morning, and, and this might be a little out there, but like even taking the life of animals, right? Like hunting deer and hunting squirrels, like you, you, it's not like, you know, you walk up to that dead deer and you don't feel great because you just killed something, right? Like you feel responsibility and um, you feel that loss of life. And it's not something that you do for like the pleasure of it, right? It's something that you do for the for the sport and the sustenance and the and the, the tradition of it. And, and and that just, I think, is is, is comes down to, to responsible gun owning. Like, you know, I, I, 
I don't know if this kid had previous firearm training or guns before this, but um, I would say probably not. Probably wasn't brought up in a culture of, of responsible gun owning. And so anyway, starting to get on my soapbox and rant a little bit, but um, so many um, issues, like I say, uh, societally that need to be to be rectified and improved to, to improve the overall situation that it seems like such a daunting task. And um, I guess I would also just uh, urge people not to lose hope that it is a, a window in time and that these um, these cycles, because uh, they're cycles, even in society and, and with all the bad things that are happening, um, do come to an end and they do pass. And let's hope that uh, we have the courage to 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 let them pass, having uh, to let them pass and be better off for it, not worse off for it. I would say, and that has to do with the how, how we respond to it. You know where guns are not allowed mm. at the NRA convention. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, the fucking hypocrisy, man. Yeah, it's pretty. What are you worried that's about? Pretty blatant. Hmm. You want to talk markets at all, Nick? No, we're we're I mean, we're long in the tooth here. <laughs> Who gives a fuck? We right? can get back to. Had somebody ask about some some guy saying my name again because he likes to say my name every couple of months for whatever reason. He's just infatuated or something. Oh. I'm kind of kind of flattered, and I was like, "Who cares? Yeah, who is he, and why does he matter?" And yeah. No, um, yeah, we can do it next yeah. week. Perspective, right? Still in a, in a, in a, I can do it for you in 30 seconds. Still in a bear market. You, you've seen a, a, a tech bounce in the past two days. That's going to fade. Rates have turned around. The dollar will get strong again. Um, avoid the market for, for now, the individual stocks at least. And, and gold is starting to, to look strong again. And, and we can dive into all of that more next week. Well said. Um, guys, let's, let's, guys, gals. Humans, can we be more human? Be a little kinder. Be a little more accountable. Be a little bit more honest. Um, heavy heart today. I'm Gerardo Del Real. Along with Mr. Nikaj, this was 171 of Bizarro World. See you, everybody. Hey there, you independent minded investor. If you like this video, make sure to tell us so by clicking the like button below. Subscribe to our channel so you never miss another one. And share it with everyone you know on social media. You can also click the link in the description below to check out more information-packed videos just like this one. Thanks for watching.